0: Hey you guys, this is our promo before our main show. I wanted to make you aware that we have an amazing YouTube channel uh, which features some of the great behind-the-scenes footage from our main podcast as well as some amazing other new content as well that we've got coming up as well with some of our speakers, some of our amazing, I suppose, influencers and, and also sports personalities and Olympic athletes from around the world. It's great because you can sit down with a pen and paper If you're extremely busy, you can make some golden nuggets just from a video. And and you know what? It's great to connect with someone and see someone face-to-face by watching the YouTube channel. So listen, guys, go to youtube.com forward slash Adam Strong. Make sure you subscribe to that YouTube. In fact, do me a favor. Pause this audio right now. Go straight to the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us and we'll see you there. Take care. Bye. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience podcast with myself, Adam Strong. And today, we have another fun-packed show uh, we are joined on the show with Cameron Chalmers, and Cameron is a four hundred meter four x four hundred relay sprinter that represents Guernsey as well as a as well as Great Britain as well. And uh, he's got 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 a fantastic story that he's going to be sharing with us. So, uh, Cameron, welcome to welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, it's great to have you. So I know that when we were speaking off air, actually, um, and you know, interesting love because you're uh, also junior champion as well, under 23 in your discipline. OK, 400 meters. And there was a point in your career where where you live, which is on the island of Guernsey, which for the benefit of the listeners, Guernsey is basically one of the Channel Islands of the UK. Um, you were offered a very lucrative career opportunity. Uh, I believe it was with a, a law firm or something like that. And you turned that down to move into, to, I suppose, fulfill your potential in, in, in the athletics realm. Tell us about that and how you, you kind of went through a stage of kind of, you know, do I do this? Do I not do this? And, and what was the big attraction in athletics for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, some could say I sort of fell into the sport slightly um I only took it up seriously when I was 16 um and that really was off the back of doing school sports day um I sort of got roped into doing the 400 meters every year um and pretty much every year I broke the school record um on sports day and it was just one of the toughest days I really dreaded it every year because it was so painful um and yeah when I was 16 I decided you know actually I really want to take my football more seriously mm-hmm. um so during I thought, you know what go down and do some sprint training um you know and get in the gym um and you know one of the local coaches sort of picked me up and sort of offered to help out that summer and um you know I started running really quick uh and it kind of went from there and I very quickly realized that I was a lot better at 400 metres uh, than I was ever going to be at football. Um, and, you know, I think you enjoy the rapid progression you you get when you first start anything, um, you know, and you're seeing results come in sort of thick and fast for the hard work. So that was very attractive to me. Um, and, you know, went from there sort of two years down the line and, as you say, it got to a, a bit of a crossroads where it was, you know, whether I, I go into you know into the workplace uh, in, in guernsey as a big finance industry um and i was offered a, a job at one of the big four accountancy firms over here um and it was yeah a bit of a toss-up between doing that which was obviously um you know had its own attractions for for different reasons um or going to the university of bath to really pursue my athletics and you know see how far i can take it um mm-hmm. and uh you know i'd run quite fast that summer and i'd got my first great britain junior vest um I remember speaking to our parents and a few people and thinking, you, know, you get a short little window in your life to really have a go as an athlete. You know, you've got the rest of your life for, for other things. Um, so yeah, why not go for it? And, you know, so glad I did.
0: Nice. Very cool. Um, I was going to say, you, you mentioned um, in your dialogue then and, uh, you know, and being an elite athlete and I'm just kind of, you know, I suppose putting myself in your shoes obviously I'm a little bit older than you right now. Um, but back in the heyday, I guess, you know, the importance of self-belief as an athlete, right? What are some of the rituals and habits have you learned or mastered over the, you know, the, I guess the, the period of time as you have been an athlete and stuff, what, is there any rituals or habits that you can share with the audience that you do to create or build up your self-belief levels?
1: I think, um, you know, whether it's athletics or whether it's, you know, whatever you're doing with your life, um, I think the, something I've learned over the years of, of doing this tough event and tough sport is that, um, you know, it's never a smooth straight line to success, um, as cliche as that sounds. Um, and it really, you know, when everything's going well and smooth, um, you know, you just, you think it's easy and you almost start to take it for granted a little bit, um, and then, you know, within a split second, you can tear a muscle or, you know, catch a cold and then your whole world, you know, just comes sort of crashing down and, um, you know, reality comes at you fast. Um, and I think it's in those moments you have to, you know, really, I think looking back now, you know, just reassure yourself. And as you say, a, you know, a big thing with self-belief there there. Um, you know, you'll you'll be all right. You've still there's you got you know usually you have loads of time, um, and you've got loads of work behind you, and you don't lose it all overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you just need to trust that that you know the there will be better days around the corner. Uh, you know, and your your goals are still there to you know to to be um, achieved. I think you just um, yeah, you need to. That's that's I think the real test of character is when it's not going well. Anyone can ride the wave when it's when it's all going smooth and you know it's all great but uh, it's in your tricky moments you need to trust in all the hard work you've done and that's when you sort of really need to be disciplined um, and keep your head on and know that you know you'll get there but it's um, you know it can't all be smooth but I've always uh, a quote that someone said to me uh, a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor Um, and you know I think that really resonated with me because um i've always found i've learned a lot you know you, again a bit of a cliche i've learned a lot more from the, the troubling times or the tricky times than the easy times um and you can take that on year by year and build up your sort of repertoire of experience and knowledge and you know so when something else does go wrong you think oh you know it's fine i'm not panicking i've been here before and i know that you know i'll, I'll get
0: it right and things things will come good that's a good point actually uh, you know you know i know that you have certain i mean actually it's a better question what would you say your typical training day would look like i mean you know average trip training day what would it look like and and things like that well i'll tell you what i'll give you sort of
1: more an average week um Mm -hmm. and that would be sort of three um speaking reasonably broadly here but three gym sessions um considering of, you know, weights, circuits, um, core conditioning, things like that, Um, and then three main running sessions a week, um, which obviously vary drastically for what time of year you're in. Um, You know, sort of winter training, if you like, sort of when there's no competitions around, um, tend to sort of build up a bit more of an aerobic fitness base and then sort of work into the speed endurance stuff uh, and then when it's sort of summertime and you're in season or approaching races, um, then you sort of do a lot more of your fast race pace work and, and speed training. Um, you know, and then around that it's really managing recovery is huge, um, because the toll it takes on your body, you know, week in, week out and year on year, um, you know, is, is a lot. It's uh, especially in the 400 meters. It's not, you know, it's, it's not an easy event, but <laughs> at all, it's probably one of the hardest, um, So I think, you know, whether that's stretching, um, your nutrition, hydration, sleep, um, you know, getting treatment, you know, finding an osteopath or a chiropractor or a physio that works for you knows your body and, you know, can keep you in the best condition you can be, um, you know, one of the biggest things is, is avoiding injury, um, and not breaking down because then obviously you're going to lose weeks and weeks, um, and you're going to have a weakness there that. You know, when you have had a niggle, it's not as strong as it, you know, it has been obviously in the past. So um, managing your your body is is big.
0: Yeah, recovery is so underestimated uh, when it comes to training, isn't it? And I think, yeah, it's just it, it's terribly un- underestimated. I think in not just athletics, but even running a business and being an entrepreneur, I think that you really need to, um, you know, you really need to look after yourself. Not just uh, <laughs> not just by building a business of course or, or putting in the physical training like you do you've got to look at it from all aspects of life don't you
1: i think so yeah um and you know you, you'll last a certain amount of time um you know mm. whether it be burning the candle at both ends or just hammering it you know or, you know the more the better you know the harder i work that you know the better i'm going to become and and you'll mm. see results probably initially um but then i think you know you're taking care of everything else that goes on around it or your foundational things um, then you know very quickly it can come crumbling down and you find yourself um, you know in a worse position than you would have done just sort of sometimes hanging back a little bit you know stopping to just sort of recover or you know um, assess where you're at and and sort of just make smarter and wiser decisions and I think that comes with experience and Mm. you know as I say when things do go wrong you sort of start to learn your limits and and know what is it's a more um a better decision just to sort of hang back a little bit and take it easier
0: Mm, that makes complete sense um you mentioned about um well not now but off air you import you you've also mentioned the importance of developing uh, a team around yourself and surrounding yourself with those team members how am what, um, how important is it to develop a team for your own, you know, personal success and and, and what do you look for in, in good team members? Do you pick your own team members or is it the coach's decisions? I mean, uh, wh- how does that work? I just
1: think over the course of, um, you know, I've maybe been doing this sort of five, five, six years now. Um, and over the years you sort of, you know, you obviously come across a lot of people, meet a lot of people, um, you know, and I think, whether it be obviously, you know, your coach is one of the the people you see pretty much every day, Um, you know, so he's at the forefront of that team. Um, I've got my, some of my old coaches, um, you know, they're still very much in my corner, if you like, Um, and happy to offer advice, um, you know, whether over the phone or, um, you know, I still see some of them, you know, catch up with them over a coffee here and there, you know, and then it's, um, you know, people like, your sort of medical team, you know, that finding a, like I said, um, you know, a physio or an osteo or a sort of deep tissue mm-hmm. uh, masseuse that really works for you and keeps your body in a good, good place. Um, and then, you know, sponsors who financially keep you sound and, you know, allow me to train full-time, you know, it's, um, you know, it's overlooked because I think that being able to be a full-time athlete is a great luxury. And, you know, I'm, it's not only an amazing way to spend my life, you know, or this decade as I am in my twenties, you know, doing this traveling around the world training, you know, with my mates and, you know, the, the places you get to see, mm. uh, it's unbelievable, but, um, you know, you can only do that if you've got money coming in. And, um, you know, I'm very fortunate to be on national lottery funding through British athletics. And then I've got some private sponsors from, from Guernsey, um, such as Ravenscroft and Artex who, who look after me, um, you know and uh, there's you know little things on the side, So you know like you know I've got training partners over in Guernsey with me for this winter in the COVID situation now um, and King's Health Club have just agreed to you know help all four of us out this you know this year um, for training so we can use their facilities and Sweet. Um, so it's you know I think it's very important you know you can people say oh you know I'm, g- I'm gonna go it alone and all this sort of lone wolf malarkey but I think Really. Um, you know, I think successful people tend to that, you know, there's a lot of people that have helped them on the way, whether it's even just a small piece of advice or year-on-year um support in in many different ways. Um, you know, and obviously I could never forget my parents, you know, who are just there for
0: anything and everything, you know, they can the whole way through. Very cool. Um I mean, based on our conversation, you see you seem really quite a very you know, like a very humble person, you know, you, you seem kind of grounded, you seem fairly happy, you know, because, I mean, for most people that turned down a big job in a big accounting firm, right, most people would take it, but you decided to kind of go the opposite way. But from your experience, how important is happiness to you? And, and what have you found? What what are the correlations between, I suppose, directly to happiness and performance for you?
1: Um, I'm. I would say I'm. I say I'm reasonably emotionally led. Um, you know, in my decision making, I think happiness for me. Um, I think you sum it up well. Is pretty much at the forefront of you know most decisions I'll make and the routes I'll go down. You know, as you say, really it was. Um, you know, I went with my heart on the athletics decision over going into straight into the workplace, mm-hmm. um, and I just think you know, if you can be happy, you know, ultimately, that that's what life is about, you know, you go beyond sport and business. And, you know, if you're happy, then, you know, I think ultimately, that's why you're doing all these things, you know, like sport, and, you know, it's, it sort of dictates everything you want to do, um, whether that's to get money, so you can do nice things that make you happy. Um, so, you know, I feel very fortunate to be doing this, like I say, um, because it does make me happy. Um, you know, I'm doing what I want to do with my time, instead of, spending you know my nine to five doing something i i don't really enjoy just mm. to have you know a bit of extra cash to do you know some things i can squeeze in of the evening that sort of make me happy and you know you sort of maybe perhaps trying to make up for it um so yeah i think it's a it's a great point
0: you know interesting actually cameron because i think one of the things that i see right now and even some of our listeners right is you know we sometimes do something for the wrong reasons. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, you've you've highlighted about the fact that, you know, you're into athletics because you're passionate about it and you you, you know, you're happy and content doing it. But, you know, some of our listeners, which are business owners, entrepreneurs, even employees, right, which maybe are not at that place and they might have an excuse of, oh, but I've got bills to pay or I've got this to do or whatever it is. Any advice for those people that are just kind of what I call a cog in a wheel, do you know what I mean? And just going with the, going with the times and whatever it might be, any advice for people like that?
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, I think, look, I'm under no illusion that I'm very fortunate to be in the position I am at the moment. Um, You know, I'm still aspire to, um, you know, run, run even faster and go even further, but I do appreciate that, you know, there are, there's times where, you are going to have to do things you don't want to do, um, you know, that don't necessarily, everything I do doesn't necessarily make me happy. Um, and, you know, that's that's the same as anyone in business, I'm sure. You know, sometimes you have to, you know, play the game a little bit or, you know, do those tough or long hours or, you know, put yourself in a tricky situation and take a risk um, that, you know, long-term might pay off in terms of, you know, a big reward um, and happiness down the line. So I think it's trying to weigh things up Um, you know logically and rationally um, you know and sometimes yeah you do have to look long term Um, you know it can't just if you I think if you go through your life just purely basing every single decision of happiness um, then again it's a little bit the sort of the the similar to what we said about just working hard with you know blindly having at it and I think eventually you sort of might come unstuck because um, you know sometimes you do need to sort of put some perspective on things and you know look at
0: look at the bigger picture agreed um i know that a lot of people are going through tough times at the moment especially you know we've got a diversity of different listeners from entrepreneurs business owners even aspiring sporting athletes or whatever it is but from your perspective okay now this is a a really interesting question from 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 me as how do you develop motivation and any advice for our listeners that i suppose are not in a in a great place and you know it's a bit like going on an emotional i suppose it's a bit like going on a roller coaster right you know we have a, a good days we have bad days but how do you get motivated and i suppose in a way you know what keeps you going
1: yeah that's a great question um and you know something that i've had to address myself um you know in the last year especially with the Things the way things have gone this summer with the Olympic Games being cancelled, you know, I've had my eyes on that um, for, you know, half a decade now, um, all sort of gearing towards that and it didn't happen. Um, I think motivation is a great thing when it's there, um, but motivation does come and go, um, you know, and anyone will tell you that, you know, some days they feel really motivated and then other days are not so much, you know, so I think that's when you really need to actually sort of Bring yourself back to discipline um, and have a look at your goals long term um, you know in the days you aren't feeling motivated you just yeah you need to rely on your your self-discipline um and you know really ask yourself look, is this you know what what is going to help me today um get that little bit closer to my sort of long-term goals um you know and I've had my phone background for the last however long I can remember as being the Olympic rings um you know there was a qualifying time I wanted once and I stuck it um stuck it on my door you know so every time I you know go into my bedroom I see, you know I see that time you know and after a while it's you almost don't see it because it, you're just so used to seeing it there but subconsciously you see it um and you know I think that's that's where goal setting and having something that you you know you really want to drive and work towards is so important because um you know, yeah, the motivation does fluctuate, but if you've got a firm goal, you want to achieve whatever that is in business or in sport, then, um, you know, if you, if you really want it, you'll, you'll make it happen.
0: Very cool. What have you, what do you do to get out of your, um, comfort zone, I suppose, because, you know, comfort zone can mean so many different things to so many different people. Right. But what do you do to get out of your comfort zone and any advice for some of our listeners that, you know they like you know society these days like to stay in this kind of comfort zone you know they don't want to you know they don't want to go out of the whole kind of comfort zone they want to feel safe and secure and whatever it is but i mean what do you do to get out of the comfort zone any any advice for people that um that you know that don't want to kind of i suppose go into uncharted territory and 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 maybe explore other options
1: yeah it's definitely a challenge um because i think I think it creeps up on you. I think um, by the time you realise you're in your comfort zone, you've probably been there for a substantial period of time um, because, Mm -hmm. you know, because you are so comfortable. And and it's, I think it's what most people, you know, sort of crave really is to to feel that way, Um, you know, but it gets to a point where, you know, if if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got in some respects. Um, And I think, you know, it's, for me, I like a challenge. Um, you know, I keep a training diary and I know what times I've run for certain distances and sessions, um, you know, in the sort of previous years. And I know that, you know, ultimately if I want to improve and I want to run faster, um, then I'm going to have to be topping those times, whether it's in the, the gym in the weight room or whether it's on the track sprinting. Um, so, you know, there's sort of small, you know, little personal targets, you know, sort of throughout the months and throughout the year that I have, you know, you know, I want a new personal best in my, you know, my, my power clean in the gym, um, you know, my 300 meter training time, you know, or things like that, um, you know, and anyone likes trying to beat a high score or, you know, um, you know, achieve something they've never done before. And I think you get a real, a real buzz out of that, which, you know, is a far better feeling than comfort. Um, you know, it's just you've got to work hard to get to that feeling. <laughs> yeah, no, Definitely.
0: Um, Have you, um, in terms of, uh, because we have a lot of uh, amazing listeners, what have you found, what have you found in particular, any of the correlations between, um, I suppose, athletics and running a business? I mean, I know that you don't have any experience in running a business, but what do you think is some of the skills and attributes that maybe some of our listeners can take away from you that then they could go away and practice?
1: Yeah, it's, um, I think there's definitely, you know, a good crossover between, um, you know, the the skills that make a successful sports person um, or just a successful person, you know, in any walk of life, really, there's a lot of skills that you do pick up and learn, um, you know, and you you get to meet some very sort of established sort of, you know, people who have done amazing things and, you know, take a page out of their book. Um, So, you know, I don't pretend to know anything about running a large successful business or anything like that but um, you know I think as you say about self-belief um, you know was very important um, you know because it's not always going to be a smooth line to success um, you know and, and thinking long term um, you know and then yeah really making it clear what you want to achieve setting yourself some goals you know as basic as this sounds um, you know it's it's cliche and basic for a reason, because I think, you know, it does, it will ring true. Um, you know, if, if you keep chipping away at it and make it, you sort of make every day a sort of slight step forward, um, you know, towards those goals and uh, you know, you're going to get there eventually. And I think it is just about sticking with it. Um, and if, if you really want something, I think you will find a way, um, you know, to, to achieve it. Yeah. So,
0: very cool. It's working
1: working that out in each sort of individual
0: circumstance. Absolutely. Now I know that you've had numerous coaches and mentors, you know, in your career and stuff. And I mean, for me, I see coaching or a really good coach. Coaching is, as is as important as, as oxygen, you know, but from your perspective, when you look for a coach or a mentor, you go out seeking those, uh, you know, um, people or such, what, um, what do you look for in a good coach in terms of like, you know, being able to improve yourself and take it to the next level?
1: Yeah. I think often you look at um, what they've done with, with other athletes in the past, you know, whether, you know, are, are they successful, um, you know, to start with, um, because I think, you know, you want to be around other successful people um, and, you know, they've taken a sort of similar, similar athlete to you or someone in your discipline um, you know to the to the levels that you aspire to or they've even done that themselves as an athlete and now they're a coach then you know there's that understanding of well they know what it takes to get to that level and you know I think that's important that you know for me that a coach can almost relate to um, you know how hard it is um, you know and ultimately understand the event and know um, you know the specific needs of you know Of what it is to get to those goals that you know I've set myself um Mm -hmm. I think you know a coach that listens to you as well as you know knowing you know having all the knowledge and setting a great program I think some you know not everyone's the same um so I think it's important that it's not just some military approach of you know one size fits all kind of thing um you know I think there's you know I've got a lot of time for for a coach that you know, although sometimes I need to be told, you know, and we just need to go with it. that Other times, actually, you know, I can pull them, you know, pull them aside and be like, you know, look, coach, I need. I think I need this today, or you know, I'm feeling tight. You know, I think I need. We need to back off. Um, uh, you know, and I think my coach, who I'm with now, Matt Elias. Um, you know, he was he was a 400 hurdler. He's, he's been to an Olympic games. He's running 4 by 400 meter relay teams for Great Britain. Um, you know, he. He's been very good. I think I I actually expected him to be a little bit more gung-ho and, you know, get after it, lads. You know, come on, get up. You know, pull us up off the floor. Well, you know, we're we're being sick on the side of the track because, you know, we're working so hard. Um, But actually, at certain times of the year, he's, you know, he surprised me by actually pulling, you know, holding us back sometimes. You know, I think people often think of the coach standing there shouting at you, you know, to work harder. But actually, sometimes it's very important to have a coach that, you know, will will actually pull you back Um, because as athletes and competitive young men, I think, you know, the tendency is to just go harder um, or work harder. So I think sort of having a, having some extra experience on the sideline to know when, when that's just not, you know, not worth the risk basically um, is, is valuable. Very cool.
0: Um, Conscious of time, because uh, I respect that you're extremely busy and I know that you want to get back to training. um, But, what would you say is some of the best advice that you've ever received um, in your uh, in your career so far?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a challenging question. Um, you know, I think really um, there's no sort of single piece of advice that that anyone's given me that's you know that really really sticks out. But I think I've had such a wealth of of great advice from meeting so many people. Um, you know, I think really you know just year on year you learn so many things uh, and, and each year you sort of finish the season you think, oh, you know, I've got it now or not what I'm doing. Um, you know, and the next year, you whether it's on a warm weather training camp, you end up spending three weeks with, um, you know, an Olympian who's run a second fast and you, you know, you can pick their brains and learn little things or, um, you know, whether it's just messaging someone and, pick you know, them picking up the phone, you know, one of my sort of almost... Guys that, you know, I really aspire and respect is Ewan Thomas. He's the 400-meter record holder for Great Britain, and he's been more than happy to help me, um, you know, over the phone. I've chatted to him quite a few times and met him in person, um, you know, and just trying to almost, you know, in some respects, learn from other people's mistakes who have already been there and gone through it, um, you know, and try and take as much advice as you can and apply what is – you know what you can actually use to your own training because not everything you hear and not every piece of advice will, you know, you can sort of, you can't relate everything to your situation. But um, I think it's working throughout the years, picking things up. Um, you know, whether it's making a note of them mentally or writing it down, and each year trying to apply more and more of those things that you pick up uh, to your training to just, you know, make your career as, as you know as good as possible.
0: Very cool. Very good. I think you've given us some great advice. Uh I think I hope that you guys have taken on a lot of um uh, great advice from Cameron because I think that I and the reason I've kind of been looking away as well because I've been writing notes. I I'm a I'm a big note taker, you see, Cameron, when it comes to uh, just listening to people's content and people's opinions and stuff, and you know, and, and try to apply it to me. And, and again, for you guys, if you're listening in, by the way, if you're listening to it in the gym, if you're listening to it in the car, or just generally listening in in your in your lounge, you know, make sure you've got a notebook and pen because at the end of the day, there are just some amazing little golden nuggets that you can take away from these amazing interviews. Anyway, Cameron, listen, I just want to say thank you so much for. Uh, uh, joining us on the Game Changers Experience podcast, really, ex- really uh, appreciate your time. Thank you very much. So, uh, guys, listen. Hope that you've enjoyed today. And um, was going to say, we'll we'll see you in uh, the next Game Changers Experience podcast. Take care and have a great day. Bye bye. Hey, you guys. I just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Game Changers Experience. I hope that you got some amazing value, some great insights